0: This is Fantastic Books and How to Read Them,
1: the fantasy book review podcast for fantasy fanatics, book nerds, and lovers of
0: lore and stories. Covering some of the most beloved fantasy series as well as brand new novels.
1: With your hosts, Sam and Anna Furman.
0: Let's see what we're reading this week. Welcome back, fantastic listeners. I am so excited to be joining the party, covering Perilous Star by Alyssa Markins.
1: This week, we're covering chapters 9 through 11. Atlas is not here this week. Unfortunately, she's sick, but Sam is back in the game.
0: I'm back, baby. (laughs) Hopefully, next episode, all three of us will be able to hang out and talk about this awesome story.
1: Yes. So we have this episode coming out November 17th. And then we are taking a break for Thanksgiving, so just be aware that there will be a little gap. And then we will be back in the world of the Western Zodiac Trilogy.
0: The Celestials.
1: The Celestials, the Zodiacs, the Dream Realm, there's so much.
0: Yes, and Kaylee and her fiery personality is ready to take it all on. I can't wait to see how this story progresses.
1: Yeah, so last week we left off with Kaylee and the other Zodiac recruits getting ready to go to their orientation dinner and then we also left Trent off with his introduction into the dream realm and meeting Alethea we weren't sure what his fate was this week yikes we now know what it is and it's worse than I could have thought (laughs) Yeah, his life's going from (laughs)
0: bad to worse Uh, one thing I just want to touch on is how awesome the Celestials are Base of operations is it's so just oh all those fun the fun and whimsical like even this introductory chapter where Kaylee's getting ready for the dinner and her closet is just kind of like pre-setting up outfits for her yeah. and it's just really engaging and fun. I
1: like in this section when they go to the four different realms within the celestial islands that they inhabit.
0: Oh, do you have a favorite?
1: Oh. Okay, so for the houses, so I know you weren't on this for the houses, but there were four houses for each of the signs. So, House Ignis, House Aquae, and then there were
0: Terra and Eris.
1: Yes. So, of the four like houses that they live in, I really like the waterfall one for House Aquae, and Atlas liked that one, and then Ignis as well, because that one looks like a Colosseum and there's like torches in it. So, just to jog people's memories, the Air House was like this giant tower with all these arches that went up into the sky. And then the Terra House was made of adobe brick and looked sort of like a modern building, I think. So did you have a preference for which of those houses you'd like to live in? And then which of the realms is your favorite?
0: The houses seemed really cool. I was definitely fascinated by Aeris. Also, the introduction of those cat dragons in this chapter was so (laughs) just... Oh, I thought they were really cool. The
1: Yantari. Yes. Yeah, I really like them. I used to work at the van store and for a little while there were these cat mermaids on some of the kids' shoes called permaids. So when Ooh. I heard of cat dragons, I just got really excited about
0: them. <laughs> I just imagined like our cat Kiki just green, like flying around on like the never-ending story dragon and I was just <laughs> geeking out.
1: <laughs> That's so cute. I know. It's awesome. Uh, Oh, It's so cute. I really liked the, obviously I like the water realm, but I think I liked the botanic gardens for Terra best Mm. of the four realms we met in this section, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves.
0: Yes. Rule it back, rule it back.
1: (laughs) So this episode is chapters nine through 11, and it really starts Kaylee's and the other Zodiac recruits training and their introduction into all the parts of the celestial realm. Chapter nine. This chapter is the orientation dinner that all of the recruits are going to. So this is when we get a lot of new characters. But it starts out like Sam was talking about with Kaylee and her magical closet, which I think is a really fun.
0: Super convenient.
1: So convenient. She just says, what am I supposed to wear? And then the closet shuffles around and picks out two different outfits for her and they fit perfectly. So yeah. there's a lot of not like unexplained, but there's a lot of magic around her that's unrelated to her own powers. Yeah. That just exists in the celestial realm that Kaylee is experiencing. And I think it's really fun and cool. And it reminds me sort of like, sort of Harry Potter, but also almost like Beauty and the Beast. I was just gonna say that. (laughs)
0: That's so funny. We're
1: like the- parts of the house interact with her
0: yes like the wardrobe opening up and just things materializing yeah that's so funny you literally take the words out of my mouth
1: that's so good so Kaylee opts for a skirt with a crop top everything is in shades of orange and red and gold for her house and Luca comes in and knocks on her door and he's also wearing those colors he's got formal clothes on and an orange vest there's like some flirting going on between yeah, the two they definitely
0: our vibe
1: it's like definitely the vibe where kaylee's like oh he's so annoying and then, and then i think then, eventually she's gonna be like oh but i'm falling for him Yup,
0: classic and so it's funny because he's doing his whole like i'm a bad boy front where he's like you want to know how i got these scars
1: oh yeah he's got um burn scars all up and down his arms
0: we thought we were gonna get like a cool tragic super vir- villain like backstory moment, and no, he's like, "cause chicks dig scars," and I'm like, "ah."
1: I mean, I'm assuming they're just from him learning to control his firepower. He's potentially way ahead of Kaylee in terms of control.
0: Oh, uh-huh. so he might be trying some stuff he can't handle yet.
1: Yeah, so I think it's definitely like a reflection on like how much he has pushed his powers yeah. compared to her.
0: One thing that's kind of interesting with this dynamic is they are definitely like the buds of the group. and Oh,
1: Joseph is definitely the odd man out. Yeah,
0: he is definitely, no pun intended, backburner friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think he and Luca are a little broy sometimes yeah. together. Like when Joseph comes out, he... And Luca are homies making little jokes at Kaylee's expense about like her being the only girl there and are implying that like her and Luca were getting down or making out or something. And Luca and Joseph like kind of like wink and nod at each other. And Kaylee's just like, Ugh.
0: Boys, <laughs> she's
1: the Hermione of the group for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm interested to see as their training progresses how. Joseph differentiates himself from the group and has a moment in the sun, so to speak.
1: I think it'll be interesting too, because these three get divvied up later on in their training groups. Yep. Once the zodiac recruits all really get into the training, they have three groups, and each group has one of the four elemental signs in it. So, like the fire signs get spread out, et cetera, et cetera. There's a good chance that each of them will have like a cool, powerful moment later down the line.
0: Oh, for sure. Jumping back to the dinner party.
1: Yes, so they meet Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius at the entrance to House Ignis, and they are using the portals to get around everywhere in the Celestial Realm, even though Kaylee is for sure not used to teleporting. She does it a whole bunch in these chapters.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good little detail in the writing too, because I feel if anyone was just abruptly teleported, I don't think a lot of people would be taking that in stride pretty well.
1: No, I would imagine it would feel
0: be so jarring, awful. Like uh, definitely like nauseous, head spinning. Definitely roller coaster vibes. Absolutely, I feel like
1: especially doing it multiple times back to back. I would (laughs) you got to get like whiplash from that or something. Like
0: that one kid, like post dinner one night, just like like (laughs)
1: just throws up all over.
0: Yeah, and then just all the (laughs) celestial, spiritual, like materialized are cleaning it up. Oh. They live a hard life.
1: <laughs> I do think it adds to the mystical traits of the celestial realm, though. The fact that you can't just walk around everywhere. It's it's disjointed in a way that like doesn't make sense with physics. Yeah. These places are all floating in space, so theoretically you could just see like a whole bunch of islands connected together or big landmass, but having these realms, you have to like Bop back and forth in between, I think, really makes the realm more mystical and magical. Depending on whether or not there's a battle here at the end of the book could definitely play into like how that plays out if people get separated or like teleporting all around.
0: Right. Especially different regions, and I think that's a really fun way to break it up instead of it being a giant, expansive world and being like, everything you see is our ever-expanding universe of the Celestials, and it's just too overwhelming or yeah. if you have set locations, it's definitely more manageable.
1: It's it's kind of stupid, but you know the Spyro video games where there's just like floating islands you can run through portals into like other floating islands and they're yep. all technically part of the same world? That's, oh yeah, that's, like that's the what I'm thinking world. of.
0: and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Super Mario and the Castle with the paintings. It's just a good...
1: Yeah, it's almost video game-esque in the way that it's like physically built. Yes, yeah. They get to the main, you know, home realm world, I guess we could call
0: it. Hub world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Base. Base. (laughs) And it is super decorated up for the orientation dinner. They said that the last time they had a dinner was ages ago or any sort of formal event was a long, long time ago. And they went all out. There's like these rainbow lights and these orbs everywhere and these torches that are burning in every single different color. So it's just... Adding to the magic yes, and a the lot of grandeur. splendor. Yes, it's very exciting to look at. And Kaylee even gets overwhelmed. She just stands there and stares at everything as everyone else walks into the event.
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad there's this moment because everything kind of happened so fast for her. And I was like, hey, you're one of the chosen ones. We're taking you. Bad guys are coming. There's an old god that's been forsaken that or old celestial has been forsaken and wants revenge. We're here now. And so now it's kind of like a moment of like, all right, we're going to gather everybody, celebrate, but also kind of have like a debrief moment and be like, we're all in this together.
1: It's definitely a good time to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. As Kaylee is looking at all this, Leo comes up to her. I think he's still trying to make amends for not giving her the full story because she was definitely miffed with him in the previous episode. <laughs>
0: Sorry I ruined your life. (laughs) Sorry. Become my champion. Didn't
1: tell you you could die. Yeah, they got off a little bit on the wrong foot, Mm -hmm. I believe. But he leads her in and introduces her around, kind of points out different characters. So we meet all of the Zodiacs and all of their recruits. If Atlas was here, she would definitely... She loves to talk about the fashion of every character or their looks. Uh, And since she's a Gemini... Let's focus on what's going on with the Gemini zodiac first, because he's got the strangest look. Oh yeah, he's like two people in one person. What's mm-hmm. going on with him? Do you think? So his I description wish I
0: knew more about Western zodiac to be able to input more from just a large scale perspective.
1: Uh, we we went over the Zodiac like at the beginning of the first episode and I still don't think there was enough information that debrief to help me figure out what's going on with him
0: I feel like it's definitely that split almost conjoined twins kind of like situation
1: okay here's his description though because I I thought that at first but now I'm not sure so it says he has tall he's tall has dark hair that spikes in every direction and a very charming smile then he's got one eye that looks pale pale blue with a really large pupil and then his other eye is almost black with a little bit of white surrounding the center. But where a normal pupil should be is like a yellow slit. And then when he smiles, the tooth that's on the same side as that yellow slit eye is like a sharp pointed fang. Ooh. So my guess is that in the previous battle with the fucus that they've clearly had at some point hasn't really been mentioned. Maybe he got poisoned by a Fucus or possessed by a Fucus and he's like a little sneaky now.
0: Remnants of the past.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of because that seems too weird to be like casuals. yeah. And his recruits are actually a set of twins, so I'm wondering how that's gonna...
0: Which I love. Oh Well, you're a twin. I know, but they're definitely the same personality vibe of a young Elliot and me. We would just always want to stir the pot and cause mayhem and just be silly. So twins after my own heart.
1: But do you think they're going to be allowed to be twins as zodiacs together, or are they going to get like weirdly morphed into like one?
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to get at like a Romulus Remus situation.
1: No, no, no! They're not going to have to kill each other. Oh my <laughs> <That> god! could <laughs> only
0: be one. <laughs> I hope not.
1: <laughs> I hope that's not what's happening. I didn't know. Okay, cuz at first Police I power thought
0: Powers combined and then they're like split in the middle.
1: <laughs> yeah, is that what's happening to this current Gemini oh, or is he mm. like actually snake-like on one half? Do oh. we think he's two people?
0: I'm interested to find out if not, Alyssa, I am going to be asking. <laughs> we'll
1: definitely have questions about what is happening. I'm sure it's going to be revealed eventually cuz that's like too weird of a physical description to not be important. Right?
0: it's clearly intentional. I'm like, oh, you know, just snake god. It's fine.
1: Right, like, he doesn't have anything to do with snakes, so why does he look like that? Yeah. Yeah, that was my guess, is that he was potentially maybe possessed or something, by a few
0: guests. I had a similar trait of thought, that it was definitely from um, a previous encounter.
1: Yes, okay. So the other Zodiacs that they meet are Aquarius, Scorpio, Pisces, and Cancer. We've seen some of these before at the meeting, but Kaylee hasn't seen them before. So we find out that Pisces has slick, straight hair- She is small and fragile looking with wide slanted almond shaped eyes that are a deep crystal blue. Cancer seems out of place. He's super friendly. He's got messy short hair and a big smile on his face. Virgo and Taurus we met previously and then the tall man following them is Capricorn who we met. In the very very beginning he saved
0: all business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he saved Luca and everyone from the snake at the very, very beginning.
0: It's funny because my I'm December twenty-second, so if we're gonna be super specific, I'm a cusp, but technically I am a Capricorn and I've always had frustrations with my sign because I don't agree with it. Cause usually it's always described as like super hardworking and you know, all business and That is not you. Exactly. And I'm like, definitely not not you. So (laughs) I loved when it had the description of Capricorn being like all business and I just imagined like 80s power suit with like the shoulder pads and just Men weren't wearing shoulder pads. No, but it just how my child brain works and I just had a laugh about it.
1: Gotcha. Well, maybe Sagittarius will be better for you. Maybe he'll be a better fit. Yeah, we'll see. As the other fire sign. But yeah, that's all of the Zodiacs that Leo points out to Kaylee. Then this music comes on and I think it's magical music because the music changes from like a soft melody to like a, a dance party and Aries gets super excited. Ares is chaotic and wild and just very like goes into the moment head on. And so she's like, dance party and starts this huge dance party And I think it is literally magical music because everyone just immediately starts dancing and partying and- Like their
0: inhibitions are definitely altered by the music, it almost seems like.
1: Yeah, there's a line at one point that says like the music moves them to its beat or something. So I think it's enhanced magically.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a physical aspect to the music.
1: Yes. And during this dance party, Kaylee is dancing with a bunch of different people at one point, this character, Nico, starts dancing with her. He is Scorpio's recruit, we find out later. And-
0: Water sign. Total opposite. Ooh, it's definitely going to be ooh. The, the other aspect of the love triangle that might be.
1: Yes, okay, so I think there's definitely going to be like a little love triangle going on between them, mm-hmm. but I am 100% convinced that Scorpio is working for a fugus.
0: Ah, uh, anime daddy, Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: villain. I think he's working for him intentionally. Alice and I have ten dollars in a bet. She thinks he's just a bad boy, but good at heart.
0: Hmm, misunderstood. I think
1: he's actually working for Fucus as a double agent. Where do you stand on that one?
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm fully sold on it. Okay. <laughs> You don't want to throw $10 in the pot. Oh, I'll throw $10 in the pot, but I'm siding with Atlas. I don't think... um,
1: (sighs) Damn.
0: I know. If you're proven right, you can totally just blast out, I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Plus, you'll you'll be, what, $20 richer, so...
1: Huzzah! Anyway, back to Nico. Kaylee is flirting with him. They are dancing together.
0: She's emanating that Leo charm.
1: Yes, she is really working up Leo charm unintentionally. I think she doesn't have full control over it. It just, like, flourishes from her.
0: Part of her gravitas.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And then the dance party ends, and Libra goes into a speech before they can eat dinner, and Libra is saying, like, thank you for all for accepting this honor and being part of this journey. We're so glad you're here. And, of course, Aries is like, hurry up, we're hungry. Because Aries is
0: impulsive and just... Always needs to be the center of attention.
1: (laughs) A little bit of a big child sometimes. Yeah. Pretty quickly, the dinner devolves into...
0: The most insane food fight. A food fight.
1: I think this is a really good instance of learning how lawless the Zodiacs are with each other. It feels very
0: like the Greek gods.
1: Yes. So you and I were saying that when we were reading. Like They're very petty and they fight with each other a lot. They squabble a lot. They're not like Ancient wise beings. They're yeah, there's not very, a lot of decorum there. Very off the walls. So the food fight actually starts with this like air whirlwind coming through the air and splattering something in Aries's face. It hits her plate and like food splatters everywhere. Pretty sure it's either Libra or Gemini because Kaylee is like looking around and Gemini winks at her and like puts a little shh to his lips. And those, I'm pretty sure, are both air signs. Mm hmm. I think it's in retribution for Aries being rude during the speech.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: So again, super petty, but definitely makes for a lot of drama and like a good story. From then on, Ares grabs a cream pie, throws it, and then it is just all out free for all food fight. <laughs> Kaylee hides under the table at one point. Luca pops down and throws a cream puff at Kaylee. Kaylee hops out, throws stuff at Luca Someone's throwing bowls of soup, like dishes <laughs> that are flying in there. shit
0: up geek.
1: Could you imagine if you were like, I have been chosen to be a zodiac, I am going to be an eternal being, and then your first day, a plate hits you in the head? Yeah, <laughs> like it's not even like
0: the splashback from the soup. Like imagine a whole bowl just like knocking in the side of the head. You're like, dude, what the hell? Right, like you're dead after that. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> first day, and you're dead. <laughs> Yep,
1: so Nico ends up, he's flirty but mischievous all at once, so he comes mm-hmm. over and tries to protect Kaylee from, like, dishes flying, but then he's like, oh, you're not, you've, you've gotten through pretty unscathed, so they start having a little food fight with each other. Yeah. Very flirty, but I think he's not the right choice for Kaylee. I think he's bad
0: news. You think so? I think so. I think he's going to be, like, the unsung hero where he comes off maybe charming and then I feel like there's gonna be a moment of like I don't like you I can't trust you and then he'll be like I was in your corner the whole time like
1: I don't know I just feel like because I am convinced that Scorpio is bad and he's Scorpio's recruit I think he's just gonna get wrapped up in the plot
0: good to be true
1: (laughs) no I just feel like he's a little too like bad for Kaylee Kaylee's Kaylee's a good person.
0: You don't know what's best for Kaylee. <laughs>
1: Look, I want her to do well. I don't want her to get caught up in like the enemy's plot.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: She's got to focus on getting her powers up.
0: I don't know. I like, I like Nico. I'm team Nico. All right. I'm going to ship them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fine. That's fair. I would rather see her with Luca, but that's me. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of which, Nico gets to be a little hero for a second here. So as they're fighting, all of a sudden, the area gets full of fog. The fog turns into one of the Shadow Snakes again and starts hissing at everyone, saying, Ophiuchus will soon return. And this is actually pretty helpful because at the meeting with all the Zodiacs and not the recruits, Leo and Ares were having a really tough time convincing the other Zodiacs that Ophiuchus was a threat. And they said we'll just hang out and wait and see what happens.
0: But for the influence, so first off, be present in the celestial realm in an area that's supposed to be very safe. Right. Like all the zodiacs. He is
1: getting so strong so fast.
0: Yeah. I also, since I never got a chance to really speak the previous episodes. Oh yeah. I love this villain. I think it's really clever on Alyssa's writing to have that 13th Zodiac that is forgotten
1: right because it's actually like a real thing in astrology
0: now yep and be like a forsaken celestial and be like you have forgotten the ways i will remind you i am rising to power like it's just such a good motivating force it's just fun
1: we don't know if that's his stakes yet like does he say like you've forgotten the ways or did he actually do something really bad in the past and get locked away or
0: get banished we're not sure but i just i love that air of mystery and i love the fact that
1: Like, we know he's imprisoned in the dream realm, but we don't know why yet. Mm. So he's mysterious. And I like that we don't necessarily know all his backstory. And I like that he's a threat, but not like a physical threat yet because he's not there.
0: Right. It's that ethereal danger. And I think sometimes that can be even more powerful than just a physical threat.
1: Right. And it's definitely like thriller of like, when will he pop up next? Where is he going to be? We're not safe in our own home.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's
1: a very dangerous place to be when you're supposed to be safe in this realm and you're just starting training and, like, your fully formed, powerful enemy can already get to you. Pretty bad for our characters. Mm -hmm. So the snake dissipates because...
0: Basically, a bunch of the celestials...
1: Start attacking it with fire Mm -hmm. and other powers, and Kaylee's just holding onto Nico's arms,
0: she definitely has, like, a internal panic moment because she's, like, digging her nails into them.
1: Yeah, so this is obviously not the first time she's seen the snake. Same as Luca. They've right. seen the snakes before, but this one's, like, big and intense and scary.
0: And Nico's even like, you good? Because <laughs> you were like, you're carving me up here.
1: Right. So, of course, immediately Leo's like, we all need to go back to our houses. Party is over. Everyone is in a somber mood and they are getting back to safety as quickly as they can. So Kaylee's definitely in shock. She's just replaying the snake over and over in her head as they make their way back to the house. She almost falls asleep like on the couch in the common room with the other Zodiac recruits, but ends up getting up and going to bed because she's told that they have training in the morning. And in her room is a little note from Liani, who left her a pair of pajamas. And it's like, Heard what happened. Hope you're okay. So, Liani's really like taken her under her wing, mm. been very helpful, even though we haven't seen her yet since the quick introduction we had before. But of course, Kaylee's like comfortable and safe in bed. And the last line of chapter nine is that voice in her ear saying, Open the door.
0: Darkness is on the horizon. Chapter 10.
1: It's training time. Woo! Kaylee is. Woken up super early by Aries,
0: And, of course, classic Ares, just bold and brash, is like, All right, recruits, get out of bed. We're training now. Very drill sergeant.
1: Yep. She's all or nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Leo and Sagittarius are like, we didn't have to, like, go that intense on everyone. But now that they're awake, we may as well start training. Kaylee goes into her room again and again with like the magic of the place liani has left her another outfit which is her training outfit it's pretty cool it's combat boots black pants and a black shirt but then she's got this awesome jacket
0: go team ignis
1: (laughs) it seems like it's got like good protection and padding in it but it's also got like the house ignis insignia on the back which looks pretty cool it's the one on the cover And I'm assuming that all the different elements have their own little house signs and everybody gets these outfits. So when she emerges, everyone else is already in the training arena. So Kaylee's wandering the house on her own. She's having a bit of a rough start.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like multiple realms or locations in this realm. So it's easy to get disoriented. And eventually... She ends up
1: finding Liani who gets her to the training arena. I think what's important to note is the Zodiacs haven't interacted with humans in hundreds of years so their hospitality and manners seem a little bit off normally you would wait for everyone and all go down to the training arena together but for them to just disappear and wait for kaylee to get there on her own
0: yeah they're like oh we probably should have just escorted you but you're here <laughs>
1: right and even Leoni's like oh they should have waited oh unless this is part of your training like figuring out where you're supposed to be and it's not they're just not particularly helpful to kaylee right now no they get to the training arena and this is where we learned the full scope of the Zodiac power, which is pretty exciting for Kaylee. So each different Zodiac has their elemental powers so like fire, water, earth and air. But then each Zodiac has a specific set unique to them. So Kaylee has the, the charm or the influence that you and I have definitely talked about. Alice and I talked about as well.
0: I also love the mention for Leo's, um, those kind of like primal hunting instincts, the potential to animorph into a lion, <laughs> and
1: yeah, they can see in the dark. They yeah. have better sense of smell and hearing. They have increased strength. strength, which they can also like tap into when they're not in the forms of lions. It seems like once Kaylee gets really shaped up, like she's going to be a good warrior. She's got a really good set of abilities. I like what she's got to work with here.
0: Yeah, she definitely has a good skill set to pick from. I'm wondering if some of the water signs, what that might look like. It's like, all right, you're a flounder or like a shark or whatever.
1: What about like Virgo, whose sign is just a girl?
0: (laughs) Here I am.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling that shapeshifting might not be everyone's ability. No,
0: no. I'm sure a lot of the water signs might be like breathing underwater, or oh, that'd be cool. Uh, the air signs potential for flight, which would be really awesome. That
1: would be cool. Earth, I'm not so sure.
0: Throw this rock. <laughs> 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 I mean, still super useful. I'm sure Earth tremors like really cool. Yeah, Just I'm sure they can do like
1: earthquakes and yeah. I don't know what pottery. kind of what kind of animals people might be able to turn into. Obviously, the ones that have animal signs, I think, will be able to. Transform, which is a bummer for Cancer, who sign is a crab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you better step back. Snip, snip. <laughs> I mean it.
1: <laughs> click, click. Well, Libra's the worst one to transform it's into. A it's a waters. set of scales.
0: Oh, that's what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a jug of water. No, a set of scales. <laughs> Here, weigh things. <laughs> yep, literally. <laughs> no, Kaylee's definitely got like a really good set of powers because lion abilities are top-notch, super useful, especially what they're preparing for. So I think she's going to be sitting pretty. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Leo says right to her face, your animalistic and hunting abilities are your weak spot.
0: To her credit, when has she ever actually had to use this type of skill? Never.
1: Oh, exactly. I think it's just she struggles with it a lot more than I she thought she was going to
0: right everything else came a little bit easier to her so she'd be like this will be fine and
1: yeah oh i think the charm is is more of a passive skill too yeah and she just had a lot of that ability so she's really got to work on this and
0: all her points are in charisma (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) nothing in speed and strength or agility the way that they decide to try to get this power to come out in Kaylee is by playing hide and seek and I actually think that's a really fun idea right like I haven't played hide and seek in a long time I remember playing manhunt and hide and seek and it just I would get so into it like just like shrieking and yes. running like the the part where someone starts chasing you in manhunt like oh. I don't know what comes Literally, over my body but like I get terrified and I get so into the game
0: when we were kids uh we had a pretty big neighborhood we'd play manhunt in And a lot of us would have the idea, because growing up in New England, a lot of times there are old cemeteries just kind of in people's backyards.
1: Oh, were you playing in the cemetery?
0: We would hide in the cemetery, because we'd be like, oh, it's so creepy, no one will look in here. That'd be the
1: first place I would look. Yeah,
0: and so we'd be behind, like, headstones, but, you know, you're, like, 11 years old, it's dark out, you're behind uh, a headstone, and then immediately you feel like you have to pee and you're like kind of creeped out and scared
1: i always felt like i would be breathing so loud that someone would be able to hear me yep <laughs> and i would get like antsy in my hiding spot
0: either that we just like hide literally underneath a parked car which is like not a good
1: idea that is super dangerous <laughs> yeah a little bit of a
0: chaotic childhood yeah
1: a little bit I once played with uh, my two sisters and we had an old TV, like an old unused tube TV in one of our closets, and I somehow wedged myself behind it in the storage closet and <laughs> no one found me for hours. Wow. Or, I mean, at least it felt like hours as a kid. It-
0: Camouflage moves.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, Kaylee is not nearly into hide and seek as you and I apparently well, are. She's
0: seeking, she's not even hiding.
1: Seeking's not as fun, in no. my opinion.
0: Plus, Leo has had. thousands Thousands of of years years of experience of like being sly and sneaky and yeah she in my mind it's like a couple hours past like two or three hours yeah
1: she gets super frustrated so leo doesn't even take 10 seconds to hide so you know he's got like super stealth abilities and super speed because he's just gone
0: at one point yells like i give up
1: yeah she's really just embarrassed and defeated by the end of this like she looks everywhere she tries like there's such a funny moment where it breaks the fourth wall that i really liked where it says she sits down and tries like sensing is the way that people try to do stuff in movies yeah and she's like it works in movies i may as well try it
0: <laughs> and it doesn't work
1: It does not work eventually leo has to reveal himself and katie's like fine but you have to teach me how to like be the hider at some point like if we're going to keep going with this because yeah. That was not super fun.
0: No, and so Leo's a great sport about it. He's like, we'll get better. That's why I'm here. Just keep working. Yeah, it was was just the first first day. day.
1: One thing about Kaylee is like she gets really embarrassed in this moment and frustrated and like she can feel like flames going up her arms. So I think I don't know if that's her personality or if that's like a Leo thing, but she's definitely proud
0: Oh, for sure. And I think her powers definitely are glued to uh, an emotional response. Yes. I mean, obviously, with the first chapter, with the altercation with her brother and everything else she's been through, um, the fire manipulation is definitely an emotional catalyst.
1: For sure. Speaking of her brother, the end of this chapter, we learn Trent's fate.
0: This was so creepy. So creepy. And I genuinely felt bad for him. In the beginning, I'm like, this guy's a jerk. I don't, you know, whatever happens. No, I
1: think he went way over his head and got like...
0: No, he's up the creek without a paddle. It sucks.
1: He can't come back from this.
0: Literally, there's no... Now there's no... (laughs) No, 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 no. So Trent is in the dream realm.
1: Yeah, so the snake possessed him and brought him to the dream realm. He met that lady, Alethea... And agreed to, like, become powerful. But there was no answer as to, like, what that was going to look like until now. classic,
0: careful what you wish for moment.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so bad because Trent is... First, he's just laying in this bedroom. It's, like, cold and squalid. And all he can hear is, like, people shrieking and, like, scary sounds outside of the room. So I
0: would already be terrified it's already in my mind described as a hellscape, but at one point, uh, Alyssa even writes, like, it's reminiscent of hell, where there's people just like moaning and screaming and crying, and it's just Ugh. such a disturbing and creepy place.
1: So, by the time Trent has been in there for so long, he's lost track. Aletheia finally comes back and gets him, and he's just thinking how much he hates her. He hates it here, he's really distraught. She warns him that she can read his thoughts and he shouldn't be thinking that that kind of stuff.
0: But it's like, what do you expect? You literally brought him to a wasteland of suffering. She's like, you need to change your attitude. It's like, "Mm." I don't
1: think so. Actually, I think he's in the right here. (laughs) (laughs) I want to
0: go home.
1: Yeah, I would absolutely want to go home.
0: So this is where things get heavy. He falls her down the screaming corridor of anguish, and into this room.
1: And inside this room is a creature, pretty human-like, with dark golden-brown eyes and black slitted pupils. And he has gold shimmery skin, so he sounds kind of intriguing. But then he introduces himself as Samael. And you and I did a little research into that name. And Samael is a biblical character who is the angel of death.
0: Yes. And in this scene he essentially performs physical and genetic experimentation on Trent. We and don't was... find out
1: the results of it till the end of these chapters.
0: One thing I did wanna touch on was um Samael being described as the angel of death and doing this like horrific body experiment on Trent. Um, Reminded me of the real-life monster, uh, Dr. Mengele, who performed terrible war crimes in Auschwitz, um, experimenting on twins and other Jewish people in the concentration camps, and it was just really a terrifying human being, but this character, Samael, just sends shivers down my spine. He's definitely a terrifying character oh
1: yeah he's got a chair with restraining straps and then all these knives and surgical materials on a tray like in the corner so we don't know what Trent's fate is yet like the chapter ends off with Samael saying let's begin shall we and it's so ominous and so scary because Alethea also leaves Trent alone with him the fact that Alethea is openly scared of Samael as they're approaching this area and doesn't want to be there for whatever is about to happen to Trent is so ominous. And the fact that the chapter left off on that, like, I was very intrigued to keep reading to know what happened to Trent, but I was also terrified for him.
0: Yeah, the fact that she shadow wisp teleported out (laughs) and left him to his fate. When Trent wakes up, I feel like he's just gonna be on the like blood path of revenge against all these people,
1: yeah, once we find out his fate, I think his opinion of everything is going to change, and who he ends up turning against will be pretty interesting to see. Chapter eleven. So we're back with Kaylee. She is a little disappointed about how her mourning went. I think she thought that she would be better at just picking up all her abilities, but she feels a little disheartened. But it's not really that big of a deal. And she's standing between Luca and Joseph on the meeting platform as the other Zodiacs start to filter in from their morning training.
0: Her fellow Ignis... House... house Housemates? Peers? Comrades? House... Homies? (laughs) Housemates. Housemates. Family members? Luca and Joseph... (laughs) can immediately tell something's off with Kaylee because she's just brooding Batman styles. Luca immediately knows something's off and asking Kaylee if she's all right. And she's kind of...
1: She's basically saying, mind your own business. Yeah,
0: she's really not in the mood to talk about it. She's being very defensive.
1: But then Joseph and Luca here being bros about it are like, shouldn't have said anything and, and talking about her.
0: And, and then, Kaylee's like,
1: how did you know my morning didn't go well?
0: comes out that Leo had spoke to Aries and
1: Sagittarius about how to train Kaylee better, and they overheard. So they're a little nosy, I think.
0: Yeah. And I don't think they were necessarily going to picker on her about it, but be like, hey, like, do you want to vent? Do you want to talk about it?
1: Right. Because they're probably going through similar things, but I think also trying not to show a little bit of weakness.
0: Yeah. But like, again- Luke is very
1: cocky, so I don't think he would ever- say he wasn't doing well in training but i think they're trying to look out for her a little bit
0: yeah and kaylee's just the leo's pride so
1: well they also have only known each other for two days yeah one to two days it's not like they're they're tossed in as essentially like housemates and roommates and are gonna have to be dealing with each other for essentially all eternity but they are still getting to know each other you wouldn't really want to be super vulnerable
0: No, not at all.
1: And Kaylee doesn't. Speaking of all the people they're going to be with for all eternity, the reason they're all meeting here is because they're dividing into groups, and these groups are the ones I mentioned earlier that have one of each elemental sign in them, and they are cohorts for training.
0: And And I do like this, because you're going to have to learn to work together as a team, but also I'm interested to see the power balances between all the different elements,
1: I like that they've it up by like differentiating elements. So it's not like all the fire signs together against all the water signs, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I think it'll be really good way to develop everyone's skills. And they talk about them as like little families, like you are all training together to get stronger as a collective. It's not a competition. Mm-hmm. So like if someone's falling behind, like you need to help them get stronger because you guys are essentially training to become the next Zodiacs, there's no point in competing when you're stronger together.
0: Right. And I, I love this collaboration mentality and pooling resources and perspectives from different viewpoints. And it'll just be a really cool way to see these characters come together.
1: Yeah. So Kaylee's group is herself, Ryan and Alex, who are the Gemini twins, Nico, who is Scorpio's recruit and Shayna.
0: So interesting mix. I immediately called it when it was like, we're splitting up into groups. I was like, watch, she's going to be with Nico.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Shana is Virgo's recruit just as a so we don't forget. Yep. The training for these little groups hasn't started yet, but they've been divvied up. And what they decide to do is get a tour of the Celestial Realms four zones. And then they also mentioned this huge library that's sort of the center focal point of this area and Kaylee's. Very excited about the library. It has all of humans' history in it, which is amazing. Yeah. One floor is for their their zodiac's history, and like other floors are for other histories, but it's like enough stuff to read forever, essentially. So she's excited about that. And then they go to the four different zones, starting with Terra. And this one's like a huge botanical garden. There's all these amazing plants everywhere that overlook like canyons and plains. And it's really gorgeous. They're not supposed to go there by themselves yet, though, and they are definitely not supposed to use fire there because they mentioned an incident that shouldn't have happened in the past with fire in the gardens. Why
0: do I feel like that was Aries' fault? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it probably was. It yeah. probably was. They do say that Shana will know these grounds a bit better as well soon because she's obviously an earth sign and she's going to be spending a lot of time there, so eventually she'll be able to show her cohort around the gardens. In the middle of everything is like this big willow grove. So it's just very picturesque and lovely. And I think very this Garden of Eden. might be my favorite of the four. It sounds idyllic, honestly. Then they end up going to the water zone, aqua And it's waterfalls and like an island in the middle of a lake. And it's just like, I don't know, it just sounds really... Magical?
0: It's very Aquapalooza Paradise. (laughs) And like, it's just a celebration of water.
1: Yeah, so they really like it. Unfortunately, the twins don't seem to be super interested in it. And immediately, one of them, Ryan, points into the distance and says, what are those mountains over there? Like, he's way more interested in those. Yeah,
0: that's the Forbidden Zone.
1: (laughs) Yep, so they're not allowed to go there. They are told that there's several Forbidden Zones throughout the Celestial Realm. And if they try to go there... They're forbidden because there's portals that take them elsewhere. And if they try to go there, they will never be seen again.
0: It me so much of uh, Harry Potter. Oh, the third third floor corridor is out of bounds. Yeah, or even just the forbidden forest. Forbidden forest be like, oh, you'll suffer a most painful and gruesome death. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, story checks out.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just said like the last Zodiac who went there never came back. And it's left open-ended. But yeah, definitely don't go there. One of my favorite parts about this is at the end, right before they leave the water area, Aqua, there's um like vertical walls of water and they can see fish and sea creatures swimming through them and even a mermaid. Yes. I love it here. I love
0: it so much. I'm surprised that one wasn't your favorite.
1: I think Kaylee described it as being like wet and misty.
0: Yeah, it's a lot all the time.
1: So I feel like I would get tired of being like wet
0: (laughs) (laughs) in a perpetual state of clammy
1: a little damp sometimes but maybe it's magical and you don't get wet in which case that's my favorite one Mm. those those two are my favorite for sure then they go to ignis which is the fire realm and this is kaylee's realm it
0: sounds so cool i think this is my favorite
1: All of these realms remind me of like places that would exist in Hawaii. Yeah, that's
0: literally what I thought of too. (laughs) Because
1: this one's got volcanoes, red soil, and hot springs, and there's like colorful plants and flowers around. So it's not just like a barren, fiery wasteland. Yeah, sounds beautiful. For
0: it to be, um, just literally like a a fire landscape where everything is on fire. It's like cool. Like
1: cool. Good for you guys.
0: And welcome to hell.
1: (laughs) No, I like that she picked a volcano because volcanoes are so lush and like nourishing for the environment, even though they are fire based. Yeah. So it makes fire less threatening, even though this is where their combat training arena is.
0: It's energy in life.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I like this one. It's probably really hot here, so I don't know if I'd want to train for fighting in the hot heat, but... Meet it'll make you on them the strong there, the volcano I volcano For combat <laughs>
0: practice,
1: and maybe it'll make them stronger. And then the last place that they go to is Era, and this is where those little cat dragons yes. are. They're so cute. I love them. They're called Yantari. They're like little flying cat dragons. And what's really cool is that they like sing these like beautiful songs together, like birds. Except for they like play off of each other, so it, like harmonizes.
0: So cool. And they just purr forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They actually are, I think Gemini says that they are unlike any other creature in the celestial realm and nobody actually knows where they came from, which I think is pretty interesting. And they are definitely like dragons, like in terms of mythology, like they like being treated like equals. They're very smart. You're not supposed to, you know, interact with them if you don't know how, you're not supposed to like insult them. Then there actually is a dragon in this realm too. Yes. So this dragon is guarding the Forbidden Zone.
0: I definitely want to see Kaylee have a showdown with a dragon and just who has the better firepower moment. Ooh. Yeah, ooh, I'm just tucking ooh. that out there.
1: Okay. I like that idea. I thought the dragon was gonna end up like helping them in a fight against Ofugus.
0: Mm. But I mean he still could, but it would be a fun training like montage. That would be really cool.
1: So they are set to guard the Celestial Realm. And one thing that Kaylee's really interested in is the Yantari. She wants to learn to interact with them. She wants to learn, like, do training to, to work with them. So I hope she gets to do that because, as she says, and I think this is actually really ironic, she's like, it was beautiful there, but I don't really know what you're supposed to do forever. There's only so much stuff here.
0: Yeah, I think that's very uh, realistic.
1: I think that's true. I mean, she lost all her friends and her family to come here. And...
0: What, are you just going to stare at landscape for an eternity?
1: Right. Like, you could train only so much, I think, before maybe you get bored. <laughs> and her cohort so far is seems so-so. The twins are just, like, pushing people's buttons. They want to <laughs> hang out. They're, like, unapologetically, like, flirting pretty badly with her and Shayna and... The other guys are like, come on, like, leave him alone. Yeah. So I think she's just a little overwhelmed and exhausted. And she and Luca end up just going back to House Ignis to rest. And that brings us to Trent's fate.
0: Poor, poor Trent. Um, He wakes up still strapped to this weird chair slab situation.
1: Yeah, like a surgery table thing. I don't know. It just sounds so like clinically scary in there
0: and his body doesn't feel like his own his eyes are heavy the, the light is just too as much as soon
1: as i said his body didn't
0: feel like his own i was like here we go i thought he
1: had maybe been fused with a
0: Ooh, i thought yeah there was like a possession situation happening too
1: right because he was already possessed by the shadow snake so i was like is he possessed again but no it's worse i was
0: waiting for almost like a quarrel situation where like a fucus to be like Oh, like, residing okay. within his conscious like
1: ooh, 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 okay well let's talk about what does happen yeah, to him Yeah. he wakes up and Samael is back
0: and, and he's just uh, <sighs> all gross and cold and calculated he's like you've been enhanced
1: Samael's like really proud of his work which just monster ugh ugh he says Alethe will be pleased with the results and then he pulls out a mirror for Trent to look at himself and except for, like, the face, his face and his eyes are, like, the same shape, he's not a human anymore, essentially. He has scaly skin, and it's, like, stretched tight over his body. He has no hair left on his skull. His eyebrow
0: They're, bones like, are, like,
1: raised up and, like, yeah, It's ridged. very
0: reptile-like.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's essentially been turned into, like, snake man.
0: Yeah, snake man. He's got a forged
1: tongue. And his finger... This was the one that, like, really scared me the most. His fingers are, like, super, super long. And essentially, like, the digits themselves are sharpened into points for, like, stabbing and scratching. Yes,
0: i have nails.
1: No, like, you can't even use those fingers for anything. You're just, like...
0: A killing a machine. Yeah, you you are no longer human in that regard. Your hands can't be used very much to create. It's just for killing now.
1: Just for killing. So, he's definitely... A really creative villain, I think, because it's, I don't know if he's going to become a vessel for a Fuchus, but I think it's going to be like Kaylee's going to recognize Trent's face in this. Almost, ooh, ooh you know in the hunger games at the end yes when they put the people's eyes in those like killing dogs
0: yeah yeah
1: and it like really messes with them i think it's really gonna mess with that confrontation is gonna
0: be like intense like what have i done i should have stayed and protected you and there's gonna be like survivor's guilt or whatever like will
1: trent still be in there anymore or will he be like mentally like Gone out of this body, and yeah, like it's such a clever and creative way to create a villain. And Ophiuchus is becoming more and more scary with all these things that keep happening because we haven't even seen him yet,
0: right? And like, like if this, this, is this is just is, the
1: small scope of his power and influence.
0: If this is something he is doing to someone he wants as an ally, what the heck is he gonna do to his enemies? <gasps> So that's just, you know, a reference point as far as, you know, how evil this guy is.
1: Right. So I'm really interested to see what happens once we meet Ophiuchus, what happens, like what happened in the past that made him this evil? Like what's what's the source of his anger?
0: What's his beef? (laughs) Right.
1: Like what's and what's his end goal? Is he just, you know, going for world domination? Is he evil for the sake of being evil? Because he's still super scary and evil.
0: Right, but what? Like, what's your motivation? Like what's
1: going on with him? He's building some sort of like weird snake army, and I don't like it.
0: <laughs> no, it's <laughs> you genuinely creepy. It's
1: really creepy. It's a really good villain, and I love the like kind of like emotional twist that it has of being Kaylee's brother. Yeah, but, but not at the same time. I think that's really good. So that brings us to the end of the episode. I am really excited to see where this keeps going. I'm really liking the training montages that have been happening. I think Kaylee's gonna have to really get a lot stronger if she's gonna be ready for any sort of physical combat by the end of the book. I really am excited to see how the cohorts start working together.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be really fun to see that dynamic evolve and change. I think this has been a really cool, fresh experience as far as some of the other fantasy stories I've read in a while, I'm really enjoying seeing some elemental magic, some cosmic magic, and...
1: I like that it's set in modern day.
0: Yeah, that's definitely refreshing from the usual um, uh, medieval era style yeah. fantasy that we tend to read a lot of.
1: Exactly. So hopefully next week, Atlas will be back on with us so all three of us can really enjoy the next episode which will be chapters 12 through 16 so a bit of a bigger section next time but we're really getting to the meat of the book so it's going to be super exciting and until next time listeners
0: happy reading
1: thanks listeners if you're looking for more check us out at fantasticbookspod.com where we have book reviews, reading list suggestions, merch, and you can even send us a
0: message. Or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Fantastic Books Pod. And if you like
1: what you've been hearing, don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks! Thanks.